0: Welcome to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula.
1: We're so excited as we discuss what it looks like to live the radical Christian life, following Jesus no matter the call, no matter the cost.
0: Yeah, so let's get to it.
1: Well, just when you thought we were done with our series on before you go to counseling, we want to do a little addendum to it. So, <laughs>
0: but we didn't want to call it another part. Yeah, so so, we just yeah. Used the well, word well, this is as kind addendum.
1: of a one-off uh, podcast. Uh, it's not part of the series. It, this is just we want you to just think about a phrase that really can affect how you view counseling. Mm. And if you really get this phrase down, it, it can really help you in just your spiritual life and living the radical Christian life. So. Um, we want to get to that. But but again, we want to talk about this also because it's just such a huge topic. We get it all the time to people about trying calling us, asking us our advice on, you know, where should they go to counseling and what should they be looking for in a counselor and what should they be, you know, seeking help with. I so, don't
0: think a week goes by. In fact, I know a week doesn't go by without me getting this question multiple times. And so we thought we would talk about it because we want you to hear our heart on this at the end of the day, what we really think and what we think that is good for the people that are listening. Yeah. You. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what is the phrase that we're talking about?
0: Well, the phrase that, that changed our lives in even thinking about this and walking through this because we do a lot of counseling. we do it with people overseas we do it here that's part of our ministry of serving beyond borders and something that changed our lives when we were thinking about how we approach people and do that is you can't cast out the flesh and you can't disciple a demon
1: yeah i remember we first heard that that was years ago we were just like
0: wow that kind of throws she doesn't. Yeah, like, what does. does that mean? You, let's
1: say it again. You can't cast out the flesh and you can't disciple a demon. We use this phrase a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's just a good... Um, reminder. I mean, pretty much just doesn't something about going to counseling. It sums up well the radical Christian life and how to live it. And that's what we want to talk about today. So
0: yeah. Can you help me unpack this?
1: Yeah. Let's break it down. Yes. Yes. And uh, I want to start with the second part. Because when you
0: first hear this, and again, you guys are listening. So it's like, what? What does that mean? Yeah. Discipling demons? What's all yeah, that yeah. about?
1: So I'd actually prefer to say it. You can't disciple a demon and you can't cast out the flesh, but it just doesn't sound as <laughs> it's not as
0: pithy. Yes. Pithy. Oh, that's a good pithy. word. I like
1: that. Pithy. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to start with that second phrase first and you can't disciple a demon. What do we mean by that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess that's it. Oh, I'm supposed to be unpacking it. Right? Yes, yeah. you are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I can jump in if you want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah
0: what we would say first is if a person has a demonic stronghold um human techniques or behavioral modification medicine those kind of things will really only be temporary fixes right yeah, yeah. it's kind of like putting a bandaid on a mortal wound
1: yeah that's a good way there's something internal there's something deeper that needs to be rooted out and we're not saying those things can't give temporary relief But this is why you see people having to go back and back again, or they never get off the medication. They never, um, yeah, they have relapses all the time and Mm. stuff because there's something that's lurking underneath, and that's um, a demonic stronghold. Yeah. And And
0: any any good person who is working with people and helping them not walk through spiritual things will always go to that component. What's the root
1: of it? Yeah, yeah. I want to be careful here because... If you don't have a demonic stronghold and you do some kind of behavior modification and you have do some human techniques, that that's fine. That that'll help Mm. you maybe in your growth. And but uh, I'll give you an example. This one might be a little um, controversial out there because so many people liked it. But there was a big craze about what ten years ago, fifteen years ago, the Daniel Fast. Everybody Mm. was doing the Daniel Fast, and
0: and and not everybody. You know, I didn't do my it. My
1: exaggeration sometimes. A pastoral exaggeration. A preaching exaggeration.
0: Well, everybody needs to, you
1: know, yeah. everybody got saved this week. Hands well, were going. People was... came forward. Thousands were saved.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, It was really popular, so it seemed like yeah. everybody. Yeah, it a was lot the of thing. people did. You it, know, because it always, got in the
1: church. That's it the did. Thing.
0: And the interesting thing about that, okay, I this is my rabbit trail. It's it's what the Christian media complex pushes.
1: Oh, the Christian market, media marketing media marketing complex. That's okay, right. it's published. Yeah. not Publishing, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's oh. it's
0: such a. It, there's so many good resources out there. There are
1: books and yeah. But all once it gets things. on that circuit, yep. That's and it. that that was. And that. so everyone jumped on, think. Oh, this is gonna. I'm gonna be the healthiest person ever, mm. and all that. And some people did. So that's what we're yeah. saying. If you did it and you're still doing it, great. But a lot of people they dropped out after a while. Okay, that's it. But a lot of people, yeah, it didn't help. It didn't. In fact, it might have helped temporarily, but then it then it left and then they ballooned, you know, in weight again. And
0: mm. again,
1: we want to be careful. Okay, there's- This be, is just an example. Be, yeah, but I want to be careful here because sometimes I don't think we are honest in America with the obesity problem and the eating problem. Some of it, we okay, we know that there's health issues, medicine can make you gain weight, all these different things. Yeah. Hormones, Hormones, yeah, <laughs> but we just don't talk about gluttony. We don't talk about gluttony in the stronghold in our minds. And I say this because this is still uh, one of the last battles I go at all the time with Satan. Is my weight, you know, and eating because I love to eat and I love to overeat and I love to indulge, and I have to practice self control. In fact, I'm feeling. What
0: do we say? Well, I eat to live, you live to eat. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, exactly,
1: and that's why I literally doing this podcast. What I tell you, I don't feel that great today. Yeah, I mean, why? Because I'm battling my flesh. I'm fasting today, so I just lost my reward in heaven for telling people. Because Jesus <laughs> said, "You know, just do it quietly," but uh, but but I'll, I'll use that example. I mean, I'm still battling at my age. This flesh, this, uh, you know, I don't want that photograph to creep back into my mind, that stronghold of just indulge and do what you want and just let yourself go and all those things. Mm -hmm. I discipline self control. We'll talk about this more in a minute. But okay, so I know it's controversial, but I don't think we talk honestly enough. We just let people, oh, you know, it's okay. And, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, we have such an overabundance. We've been in countries all over the world where they don't have that. And so obesity is not the but, issue. Yeah,
1: but well, it would be well, but the stronghold's still the stronghold. Yeah. They, yeah, they just don't have the opportunity, yeah. but if they would, they would indulge and in have the same battles with sin and flesh that we do. Mm. But here's my point. that That's the thing. They weren't dealing with the demonic stronghold and the photograph in them. That's why they're overeating. Mm. They're just doing, Oh, I'll just do this Daniel fast and I'll mm. get the recipes and I'll make it and I'll stick to this. And that's not bad. But what happens as soon as they go off routine, as soon as they travel, as soon as they take a vacation, it's right back into it. It's mm. right back into it because they're trying to live by discipline, but they've never dealt with the stronghold in their mind. Yeah. That's yeah. just one example.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's one of many. Okay. Yeah. We just chose that one. Yeah. So, yeah. So, counselors need to show dem- demonic strongholds and have them cast out. Yeah. I mean, that that's what a good spiritual counselor would be is to help with that. We use, you know, we, Doug and I have used the modern language, we say a photograph instead of a, which is a demonic stronghold. And then we talk about ripping that up and casting it out.
1: Yeah. So it's like, instead of using the biblical language of, you know, we destroy, uh, I mean, we are, uh, Tearing down fortresses or destroying mm, strongholds mm. according to Second Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. Instead of using that language, biblical language, we say, no, you have a photograph or a stronghold. But we use the term of photograph, photographic thinking. You have a photograph in your mind. And instead of saying the biblical language, casting out or driving out demons, we say
0: yeah.
1: ripping up a photograph. Yeah. It's, because
0: it's that, when you talk about casting out demons, that's a whole, it gives a whole different idea, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: yeah. This is what's called, if you want to just a little rabbit trail increasing your theological knowledge and stuff. This is called contextualization. Okay. Mm. Contextualization is taking the biblical principles and then explaining it and putting it into modern terms or modern ways that people can understand it. You use contextualization a lot of times overseas in the mission field. We use Mm. it in the mission field. Um, So when you, yeah, uh, let me give an example. Um, well, if you, I was just thinking of the famous one. Uh, somebody just brought it up to me recently about the tribes that have never seen a lamb. What, what happened? You've never seen a lamb. And oh, yeah. the guys we talked to when they said, well, when we they're had to, doing
0: translation, it yeah. says, the lamb of God. Yeah, the, bill, the lamb of God him, who takes yeah. away the
1: sin of the world. What does that mean? What, but the most valued animal is a pig. You know, the pig of God, I mean, who takes Mm -hmm. away this in the world. You can't translate it like that, but you can explain it. Mm -hmm. So we'd never, I I mean, I'm totally against that. You use the words of the Bible, but then when you contextualize, you explain it. So Mm -hmm. we... We're using the biblical language, but we're contextualizing and explaining. I just think that's an interesting thing for yeah. you to learn while you're driving and listening to this <laughs> podcast going, I know about contextualization now in the Bible. Yeah. I'm going to be a missionary. Maybe God is calling you right now. Now. actually, there Go prob- to the recruiter. Sign up. <laughs> there was a missions. recruiter for missionaries. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's called your pastor. Go find talk to your pastor. Anyways, okay told you maybe this fasting's not working today <laughs> you are <laughs> slightly off today yeah, but know, that's okay that's a, we fun. love you anyway. thank you my darling <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, is that what you said let's go off on a rabbit trail is that what you said when I made a fatal mistake today with the car and getting the car fixed and I wasted some money because I tried to diagnose the car myself instead of going the expert you were and, trying <laughs> you were trying then you, you wrote trying. me such a nice thing saying you tried I said oh that's a backhanded compliment I'll take it so okay so go back to our let's wow. go back <laughs> to our podcast <laughs> having some fun here yes yeah. okay so this is why we talked about praying through Uh, praying through, we, we use this phrase, pray through, um, not letting up until that freedom comes with a power encounter with the Holy spirit. Yeah. You, You know, you, you, you go for it.
0: You, yeah. yeah we you know at our church you've heard us say this over and over and we've done a podcast on it pray first it's also the pray through yeah it really is Ooh, maybe we should in you, that you, sense we have pray
1: first bracelets with serving beyond borders should we get pray through bracelets <laughs> oh that's interesting with a little <laughs> hey if it's, you don't know this both and yeah sure. exactly uh yes if you ever see us maybe ask us for a pray <laughs> first bracelet because ours are branded with what
0: a donkey we have a little
1: donkey embossed on ours yeah, just because that's a yeah. symbol of serving beyond borders in the radical <laughs> christian life so anyways that's another useless fact that you did not need to know but we are sharing it with you on this I, podcast I
0: trying to keep him on track i don't know what's going on we're going south i like what but the, this is a great thing that we do need to talk through because the perseverance of praying through something
1: yeah, yeah. so if you go to a counselor and you're not Understanding spiritual warfare, and the counselor doesn't understand spiritual warfare. They're going to give you all their psychological techniques they learned and psychiatric, you know, su- surveys said this and studies said this, and they're going to might help. Yeah, and they might help it, but they won't get down to the root, and then you'll relapse or you'll fall back again because that demonic stronghold is still there. Mm. I like what George Pat. You know, oh. you
0: brought up something right there that I don't think we've ever discussed. And it just hit me as you were saying that what? if you're if you are struggling through something and you're not praying about it, no. you are not you are not reaching out to the power that the Holy Spirit has placed within you to overcome something.
1: Yeah.
0: No. That should be the part of your prayer that you're just going to the Lord all the time. And if you're not praying with your counselor, and it's a Christian counselor, and you both aren't committed to doing that, I don't think we've asked, accessed really what we should be accessing.
1: Well, that's why Jesus talked about prayer. That's why the one thing the disciples asked Jesus didn't he, you know the famous thing they didn't ask Jesus teach us to preach, teach us to you know do fundraising <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> that's probably funny. No, what did he ask them? What did they ask Jesus? Teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Prayer is so important. And we don't. We run to the counselors. We run to the pastors. We run to the friends and Facebook or Google search (laughs) instead of running to prayer first. But I think we have actually talked about that because we always make the famous joke, and I love to make it. Somebody's asking you for this deep prayer. Would you pray for this for me? I mean, and then you meet them a week later. They haven't been praying for this. And they're like, well, what what are you talking about? Oh, I forgot. Like, well, I guess it wasn't that important to Mm, you that mm, prayer prayer should matter. That was a bad example. But no, I want to go back to my George. I didn't say I said George Patton, General George Patton, one of my military heroes uh, said this. I am sure that if every leader who goes into battle will promise himself that he will come out either a conqueror or a corpse, he is sure to win. (laughs) I love that. You're you're going into battle and I'm either going to die or I'm going to win. You're probably going to fight for victory. You yeah. just know that I'm going to lay it all here on the battlefield. Yeah. Well, that's how you have to approach. I will get breakthrough or I'm going to die, but I'm going to be committed to praying through till God gives me this freedom mm. and this relief from this demonic oppression I'm facing.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's I a, love that's that. That's the
1: attitude. So, yeah. okay. So, do uh, you, uh, you think we explained it? We went on so many rabbit trails. <laughs> no,
0: we but really That's what we say. You
1: can't disciple a demon. You can't just do human techniques. You can't just do discipleship even, do disciplines, we're going to talk about here in a second, and think that's going to remove the demonic stronghold. There has to be a power encounter to tear it up, to tear up the photograph that's in your mind that's causing you to keep going back to the same patterns, the same things that are ruining your life.
0: Yes. So
1: there's the first part. Now, what are we going to say about you can't cast out the flesh? What does that mean?
0: Yeah, I know. What, What does that mean? Well, I think it means you can't live in deliverance. Yeah. In other words what what I mean about that is you just can't keep going to the altar every week.
1: Yeah. Now old.
0: now when I say that I probably go to the altar every day in my quiet time.
1: Well wait, a second, wait, a second. but but okay, let's make a distinction there. We're talking about in the first part, you go to the altar every day. You're going up every day for that deliverance moment. Going, I got, I, I want freedom. Yes. You set me free. God, Holy Spirit, rip this photograph. I don't want to live under this. And you just until you have that assurance from the yes. Holy Spirit that he's you've been heard and the peace now will come upon you. We talked about that in the podcast, the series, the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's different than going to the Lord. Oh, Lord, I want it again. Lord, I want it again. Lord, I want it. Mm-hmm. No, I've already set you free. Why are you coming back up for more freedom? I've set you free. Mm. You want to come and worship me because you're in freedom? Great. That's why you come to prayer. You don't come to prayer every time to whine about your problems. You come to the worship the living God. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's yeah. kind of harsh. But that's the <laughs> thing. That's what we mean. And you see them like, going to the altar every week for the same thing. Yes. Oh, help me with my addiction to smoking. Help me with my addiction to smoking. No. You need to have a prayer and breakthrough of this demonic stronghold of mm. why are you smoking? What is mm. causing this? What is that photograph in your mind that makes you think that you have to be physically addicted to something? All things are lawful for what well, we're going to actually, I'm going to quote that verse in a minute. So forget it. Uh, No, don't forget that verse. I'll say it in a minute. (laughs) Does that make sense though? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Cause you
1: see people always running back for the same thing, for the same thing.
0: Exactly. Always feeling that there has to be another power encounter or greater power encounter. I think what I was saying is like, when I come to the living God in my quiet time or outside of my quiet time, I'm laying something before the altar. I'm saying, yes, I, I need help with this. And that's very different Than running up every day and saying, I need another power encounter.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. So, because once you have that freedom, once you have that freedom, then you go to the second step. um, And that's where.
0: Can we stop and talk about this for a minute? Mm -hmm. What does that mean when you have that freedom?
1: Oh, Nothing comes to your mind when you... Oh,
0: lots of things come to my mind, but I want to hear you respond.
1: Well, why are you putting me on the spot? (laughs) I can't. I mean, over my life, that's that's, so many photographs just get ripped up. So many strongholds that keep trying, either are in there or keep trying to come back. And then you just pray it through. You let the Holy Spirit... Mm. I mean, I heard the old phrase, and it's controversial. Some people don't like it, but I think it's a great phrase. Let go and let God. Let go and let God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. When you walk in that freedom, when you have that moment where I'm not under this addiction anymore, I'm not under this depression anymore. I'm not under, I've been set free. You're not living
0: under the circumstance. You're above it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know what those people usually, when you, you know who, what these, how you can tell one of these people usually who experience freedom, they're almost a little fanatical. Hmm. They're almost a little too happy. (laughs) which is a big problem in your churches, right? Is that the problem in your church (laughs) that people are just too Too happy? happy You know, your pastor has to get up. and People calm down. (laughs) We don't want to get too excited for Jesus. No, because they've experienced freedom. It's such a great, cool thing. And you have, it's one of those things just like salvation. We can sit here and talk about it, but until you experience it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're not going to fully understand it.
0: Yeah. And the second part goes with that, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You need discipline in your life to now walk in freedom. Yeah.
1: You can't cast that's out the, the flesh. Key. You need discipline yep. to deal with the flesh. Yes. And that's exactly right. And
0: so when we find people going to the altar all the time, just mm-hmm. that imagery of going, you know, always wanting a power count, encounter, we would say, are you doing the spiritual disciplines yes. in your life? Are you reading the word of God to yeah. put that in your heart, in your mind? Yeah. And then are you praying? and yeah I mean you can be doing that and still suffer sometimes with temptation mm-hmm. but that's not what we're talking about here
1: yeah so okay so I just brought up one smoking right smoking controversial not the worst thing in the world and we we grew up in a, I grew up in an era in a group that, man, smoking was like the worst in the yeah, world. Yeah. And then somebody in my family said, well, isn't gluttony just as bad? You can't control your appetite, which you can't control. We condemn one, but we won't condemn another. Mm. So, of course, cigarettes, I think are worse than donuts, but I don't know. That's <laughs> controversial. One's in the church and one's not. But anyways, that's, <laughs> oh, let's wow. talk about that. But anyway, but <laughs> okay. Somebody who's smoking, you're, when's the last time you fasted? They're going to mm-hmm. look at you like, what do you mean? Like? Once well, time, that's the last time you just took 24 hours and you just fasted and gave your uh, discipline of your body to the Lord. And you know that's going to, and you just didn't smoke for that 24
0: hours.
1: Mm. Well, I can't do that. Well, yeah, you can. Mm. Yeah, you got the power of the Holy Spirit. You can mm-hmm. do it. You just have to discipline yourself to do it. Okay, start for an hour, start for 15 minutes. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to get into techniques because it's, yeah. but you have to discipline. It's yeah. a discipline, it's yeah. not just, God set me free from this. He will. He has. Yeah. And that's what you pray for. But a then a pattern will. of discipline. Yeah. And it's going to yeah. hurt. Disciplines are not easy. No. That's why they're called. In fact, let's. Well, I'll break that <laughs> down when we get to this verse. But say this. I want you to read this quote from John Wesley. I love. John Wesley was wrestling with this in the 17th century. That's just <laughs> yeah. mind blowing. Isn't that
0: crazy? Well, it is said that this is a common saying among Christians of the primitive primitive church i love that saying the primitive church and this is john wesley's quote the soul and the body make a man the spirit and discipline make a christian
1: okay i have to interrupt you 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 didn't frame that correctly oh that quote you just said right there is from the primitive church and then the rest of it is from wesley
0: oh okay let
1: me actually let me just go ahead and say it it is a common saying among the christians of the primitive church quote the soul and the body make a man the spirit and the discipline make a Christian, end quote. So implying, this is what Wesley, Wesley writes, implying that none of the no one can be a real Christian without the help of Christian discipline. But if this be so, is it any wonder that we find so few Christians? For where is Christian discipline? I mean, Wesley's mm. writing that in the 16th, 17th century. I mean, he's asking, where's the Christian discipline among the, the brothers and sisters? Whoa, how much less do we see spiritual discipline Disciplines being practiced today yeah. in so many people in the church, and that's yeah. why they'd rather turn to a quick fix counseling session than uh you gotta you gotta slog it out, walk the, it out, yeah, walk walk it out, walk yeah. it off, <laughs> walk it <laughs> off. <Yeah. laughs> that's right. So uh so let's talk about this because I think this is a huge part too because a lot of people yeah, a good counselor is gonna after doing dem- deliverance. We believe in deliverance. Yes. You need a deliverance ministry. If there's a stronghold to make sure, and maybe there's not, maybe after doing some deliverance ministry, we realize there is no stronghold. It's just now you have to go right into the spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. but you don't do the spirit. And I actually want to make sure I put that in order. You need deliverance before the disciplines.
0: Mm.
1: Now you could maybe get deliverance through the disciplines, mm. but yeah, something could come yeah. up to the surface, yeah. but you're right. Yeah. Yep. In
0: order to practice the things, you yeah. need the principles behind it, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I'd have to think that through more biblically. So if you got deep thoughts on that, listeners, send them to me because <laughs> that's pretty heavy thing <laughs> I just said right there. So, yeah. okay, well, let's look at... Um, the Holy Spirit in this. Okay. Cause I think that's a, a key component in this. Yeah. Uh, the Holy. Remember,
0: Sp- we always go back to the word of God.
1: Yeah. Always. Discipline is not just a fleshly human thing. We do the Holy Spirit is involved in spiritual disciplines. Yeah. And I love, uh, I was just thinking, you know, the Holy Spirit was there in creation, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? Yes. The earth was formless and, vo- and void. And the, you know, it goes on to say that the spirit of God was, was hovering hung. over the water. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so with the spirit there in order, then what happens? I mean, a creation, then what happens? Order came about, right? Yes. God put order. God loves order. We've talked about that so much, but I just want to read some verses just to remind us about how much discipline is important for the Christian life. Mm. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, God is not a God of confusion, but of order, but of discipline, but of, well, of order, not discipline there, uh, as is proper among all, as is in all the churches of the saints. God is not a God of confusion. That word confusion there is literally, God is not a participator of unsettled, an unsettled state of you know of dis- disarray, mm. so I uh, <laughs> I love that. So I mean, look and you again look at creation. God had it in order. Mm. Everything was good. That's why when you, you walk into a house, and I'm not saying you had a bad day and you didn't clean up your room, okay, I'm not. But when you go into a house that's in disarray, mm. those people aren't creating good environments for our children, which is a uh, for their children, which is a first principle in our parenting book Mm -hmm. right we wrote Mm -hmm. a book called the perfect parent you know that paula right i do okay thank you (laughs) (laughs) jump in here yeah create
0: a good environment and god did for us yeah Yeah. and that's
1: because he doesn't like disarray he doesn't Mm -hmm. like and we shouldn't like that in our life either Uh, you know a disarrayed life an undisciplined Mm -hmm. life that Mm -hmm. is not godliness and that's where leads to a lot of problems in a person's life yeah second i love first corinthians 9 27 that's one of my Many life verses. Uh,
0: it's not actually a <laughs> life word,
1: But I discipline my body and make it my slave, lest after preaching to others I myself should be disqualified. That word, I discipline, or some translations, I subdue my body. The NIV actually says, the, probably the closest to the original, I strike a blow. Because it's literally, I bruise my body. Mm. Or I strike a blow. I love that. I strike a blow. I beat my body. And uh, that's, that's discipline. Discipline isn't some, oh here let me tell you some things you need to go do and go pray and take a walk and just no go grind it out mm. that's what it that's how i would translate go yeah. grind it out paul says in the uh, first corinthians 6 12 what does he say all things are lawful for me but not all things are profitable all things are lawful for me but i will not be mastered or controlled or dominated by anything yeah Paul recognized he needs spiritual distance, so he would be the master over things. They wouldn't be master over him. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's food or vaping or whatever, TV, uh, you know, there's all sorts of addictions. Now my— Sexual sins. Sexual yeah. sins. Well, now we almost joke, but you, I mean, you said it the other day. You did You did something with your phone, and it was a habit. You just realized, what am I looking Kept at my phone for? picking up my phone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those these are things we have to get disciplined over. Yes. Or those consumer lives. And my last verse, I just love, is uh, all my disciples have to memorize. First Timothy four seven, where it says, uh, "Have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths. Rather, train or discipline yourself for godliness." Mm-hmm. And that word "discipline" there, "train," is the word "gymnasium." Gymnasium. Get into the gym. Get into. And in the old Greek culture. You know, the Greek culture, the mind and the body were very important. Mm. So you went into the academy to study. Then you literally next door would be like the gymnasium. That's where it comes from. You go into the and you wrestle and you do the uh, running and the disciplines. That's where the Greeks with the marathon and all that. I mean, they Mm. were very, I'm going off on tangents, aren't they? (laughs) Well, because we have no, a lot of I love I'm talking that. to the men out there. We have a lot of weak, flabby, worthless men who aren't disciplined. And I'm going off on that. So, anyways.
0: <laughs> there you go. But I love that because it really does we don't think about it like that. No. That it
1: actually just takes pray work. Pray and it's all gonna be okay. Yeah. Pray yeah. and get the deliverance, but then do the disciplines. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and why compassion? Just we're gonna have to break down this uh, verse. I mean, the saying by Dallas Willard, he wrote a book called The Spirit of the Disciplines. Highly recommend you read that. Highly, because he gives some of the theology behind the spiritual disciplines. We talk about Richard Foster's A Celebration of Disciplines or John Mark Comer's The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry as good books on spiritual disciplines and that. But Willard's real great at the theology behind it. And this this shows it just from this quote. You want to read this quote for us?
0: Yeah, it's, it's stay with us. It's a little bit long, but stay with us. The general human failing is to want what is right and important, but at the same time not to commit to the kind of life that will produce the action we know to be right and the condition we want to enjoy. This is the feature of human character that explains why the road to hell is paved with good intentions. We intend what is right, but we avoid the life that would really make that a reality.
1: Yeah, let's just break that down. You know, that is the general human failing. We all want good. We want that life of freedom. We want that life of joy. We want that life of um, not being bound by anything. But we're not willing to produce the actions that will make it happen. Yeah. And that's what spiritual disciplines are. Yeah. And so we can can go back. We have a whole series. That was one of our most popular series is doing our series on the spiritual disciplines. Mm. But that's the thing. Don't go to deliverance. Don't go to your counselor and get set free if they do power and deliverance ministry and power grant, and then not put in the disciplines necessary to walk now in your freedom.
0: Yeah. I, uh, recently had a conversation with some people that were talking about freedom ministry and we're big on that. We love that. It, uh, does it need to be a ministry per se? well it should be it should be a part of things that we do in the church and helping people to get free from things. but I kind of chuckled to myself because they said I go back all the time I'm through I'm going through my fifth freedom ministry and I was thinking, ooh, so are you not free? yeah. And so that's why Doug and I are really so passionate about this because it's the walking in freedom. Yeah. It's that initial component of becoming free, of getting free, however you want to say it. But the other side of that is you've got to walk in it.
1: Yeah. So let, let me uh, help us to think through what's... I'm so big on the, we're big on the Holy Spirit. You know, we kind of, when we got (laughs) saved, we were real into the God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy Bible. And then you discover, wow, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity who (laughs) God actually gave us to live in us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Well, Christ is at the right hand of the father. It's the spirit who's representing the son in our life or representing, I don't know if that's theologically the best term, but uh, I'll let the theologians argue with that. But look how the Holy Spirit is involved in this. Okay he's the one who delivers and he's the one who brings order. Mm. He casts out demons and he disciples the flesh. Mm. Now, what do you mean disciples the flesh? He disciples our body or brings our flesh or our body into submission mm. so that it doesn't cause sin in our life. Yeah, And that's why there's some just some great verses. That's why when it says walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. Mm. What does it mean walk by the spirit? Well, spiritual disciplines. Mm. We're not talking earthly disciplines. We're talking spiritual discipline holy spirit disciplines of praying the holy spirit's the one who intercedes for us with prayers you know with groanings too deep for words that's why we study the word of god because the holy spirit illuminates our minds so that a pagan reads the bible and doesn't get anything but Mm. we get something because why the holy spirit in us when we're meditating on god's word a spiritual discipline of meditating what's the holy spirit doing He's speaking to us. He's showing us things. And uh, anyways, I I think you get the point, right? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You want to jump in here? I'm doing a lot of talking. And it says, no, no, you're you're great. You're the teacher of the (laughs) two. Um, But as you could go on in Galatians 5, which is what you quoted earlier, but if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. We don't have to live under that law anymore, do
1: we? Yeah, no, we don't. I like what, uh, actually, I think it's good for the listeners to hear. This is a great thing. And that verse, uh, Galatians 5.18, that's a passive voice. Now, I know people always laugh at me for being a grammar nerd. (laughs) Who cares if it's a passive verse? It doesn't say, but follow the the Spirit. It says, be led by the Spirit. Okay? Mm. It's the passive voice, which means it's the Spirit who's doing the work, not us. Mm. Okay. And I love how John Piper used this illustration. It's so good. The Holy Spirit is not the lead car in the Daytona 500 that we follow behind in our own power. You know, like the Holy Spirit's up there and we're mm. and our power we're running behind him. Mm. No, no, no. He's the locomotive. And we're just one of the cars that he's pulling along to take us on the places he wants to, us to go. That's mm. a good illustration, isn't it? Yeah, I like
0: yeah. that. Yeah.
1: And then it goes on in Galatians 5.22. What? What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, goodness, faithfulness, yep. gentleness, self-control. self-control. That's it. You're not going to be depressed if you have love, joy, and peace and patience and those things. If you have the fruit of spirit in your life, you won't. You won't. Bat, I mean, you. do will be tempted by depression. You might think about depression, but you're not going to live in depression when you are living and seeing the fruit of the spirit in your life. Mm you know you will have self-control you will have the patience to all that to overcome your smoking or your vaping or whatever you're eating or whatever you know we're telling these strongholds that need to be ripped down they're keeping you from being who god wants you to be Mm. so anyways why don't you give us the bottom line and close us out paul because i did a lot of talking yeah
0: you did but i love that so um, i'm not
1: apologizing i just (laughs) don't think a lot (laughs)
0: So funny. Bottom line.
1: Wait a minute. That girl thinks still you're the theologian. I'm still going back and listen to the podcast. The girl who told us that Paul is the theologian. Remember her? Smart one. Remember her? She's a smart one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is our bottom line. A spirit-filled Christian recognizes strongholds and tears them down. And also, a spirit-filled Christian recognizes the need for disciplines in life, and not only recognizes them but practices them. And when he or she lives like this, they bear fruit.
1: Thanks for listening to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. I think it's at this time we're supposed to do some pitch like hit the subscribe button or donate. But we just want to say, do what you want. We trust way more in the sovereignty of God than in the Christian industrial marketing complex. You just keep living radical for Jesus, and so will we. And let's watch how he blesses us all. We'll see you next time.